I can resist anything except temptation. <laughs> so it's funny, just the, the irony of it. Well, it, it is so true. Welcome to Marriage Talk. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Valerie. And we want to say thanks for joining us this week. And this week, we are going to be talking about living on purpose. Hopefully, I can uh, pronunciate a little bit better <laughs> throughout the, throughout the podcast uh, to here today. But really, we want to talk about being intentional in our marriage and our parenting relationships. And one way that we can really do that is through self-discipline. And so today, we're going to be talking about some things that can help us to stay on track because... I mean, let's face it, we live in a world full of tempting distractions that often pull us off track uh, from time to time. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before we do that, we wanted to share a little bit about what we've learned off of the Love series. We just yeah. finished a four-part series and we thought we would share what we've learned as we talked about it and researched and processed it in our own lives. What was one of the things that stood out for you? Uh, for me, I think it's not something new, but just that that reminder that love is a choice. Hmm. That we can still choose to love even if the feelings aren't there. That we can make that choice in the big things and in the really little things. Yeah. So just a good reminder of that. Uh, and also to challenge old beliefs or, hmm. or old ways of thinking. Because sometimes we think... Well, I, I know what that means, but when you start digging into it more and looking at the biblical text and really understanding the word, because often we can have a, a common word, but if we have different definitions of what that word means, that that's a serious thing. And there's very mm -hmm. different implications for how that's going to look in our lives. Yeah. And so to really challenge my own beliefs of is that actually what the Bible says? Mm. Or is that what I think it says? Or is that what I heard someone else <laughs> right. say that it says? Yeah. And so to challenge those things okay. and really get into God's word to know what it says. Yeah, yeah. Now, was there something like very specific or is this like a general thing in terms of challenging some beliefs? Was there something specific from the series that stood out and led you into that? Or was it overall... I think both. Like okay. it's just something that has been part of my life for a long time now. Mm. Of really getting into it, because there's a lot of things in in religion that is man made, not God inspired. Right. And so that's been on my heart for a long time. I think looking into the love hopes all things, endures all things, mm -hmm. believes all things. I think looking into that was helpful because sometimes we take those words at face value, not mm. looking into the, the context. Right. And then that can become dangerous actually, True. right? And so that idea of love just affirms and allows anything and everything versus, well, no, love takes the hard stand and mm. does what's right and good and true and honoring to God. Yeah. And so just those reminders. Right. Mm -hmm. In a loving way. <laughs> yes. In a loving, kind, respectful way, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So good. Yeah. What so about good. you? What did you learn? Yeah. For me, I think it was, again, a reminder of the one that really stood out to me was love is patient. It is something that I continue to work on. And I remember, and I'll share this story with everyone, and this will bring you into a little bit of an insight as to we are learners as much as our listeners are learners in yep. the process. <laughs> Just because we talk about a topic doesn't mean we have it all mastered. But 
And, and this is what happened. I, I remember, so one day, Kieran and I uh, had an exchange in the morning, and I was not the most patient person in the morning. And, and so you and I were driving to the gym, and, and you bring this up, and you, and, and you go, so this morning when you and Kieran were talking about, and as soon as you said that, like, instantly defensive I got like <laughs> internally like I didn't I didn't lash out at you or say anything or uh, I was receiving the information but I'm telling you internally <laughs> there was a struggle there was such a struggle <laughs> like are you kidding me did you not see or hear the every anyways and you said these words you said remember that story or that illustration about the scorpion tail <laughs> whipping around and the tails just kind of like flying around the room yeah, that was kind of, that was you this morning. And in that moment, all my defenses went away. And I was just like, you're so right. That is what I did. And that is like this visual picture of, ah, that is not love being patient. And so at first it was defensive. And then as you shared more in terms <laughs> of the picture that I could really relate to. So I think even like mental images must be a real it is a big thing for me because when you shared that, wow, I was able to resonate. I acknowledge that mm -hmm. I was not patient, that I need to continue to work on this in my life. I apologize to our son when I saw him next. So that's something that is is that I learned was the love is patient is something I need to continue working on. But the image of the scorpion, I was just like, <laughs> that is not what I want to be like. So anyways, I will uh, continue to work on not being a scorpion, continue to work on, well, that's on good. being I don't want to live with a scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So if there's ever any like mental images to help illustrate things, I think that is like a huge thing in my life that, nice. that helps me to relate and be like, okay, yeah, I don't want to be like that. And in that moment, I totally recognized that mm -hmm. I was. So that would be something awesome. that I took away from it that I am still working on. And I think it's one of those life lessons. I, I mean, that whole verse, love is patient, love is kind, does not have all, all of those things, I think are life lessons and life things to deal with and to continuously have self-discipline in. And sorry, our our son's dog is beginning to growl in the background. There must be the someone male. walking by. <laughs> yeah, someone's walking by, or the male person is walking up to give us our our mail. There might be some barking. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We will edit. Uh, well, we have edited out the barking section yes, it, of it what did escalate. just took place. We did have to hit uh, a hit pause, but we are back, and this is real life. This is what goes on in our house. But so today. We want to talk about living on purpose, and we kind of highlighted really about self-discipline. Now, there are many, many ways that we could really take this whole living on purpose conversation. Yeah. There's so many avenues uh, that we can walk down, but we really want to talk about self-discipline in that area or in this area because here's the thing with self-discipline. It really helps us to accomplish our, our true goals. It helps us to accomplish the things that we're really going after when yeah. we have self-discipline in our life. It really takes our goals from being just defined to then being able to be accomplished yeah. because we're going to practice self-discipline. And, and there's a, a, a quote out there from Plato and it says, the first and best victory is to conquer self. Mm -hmm interesting thing to process and think about. Yeah, I, well, I think it's it's one of the hardest things, and C.S. Lewis talks about this a lot as well, of 
of having mastery of ourselves, right? Mm. And that is the first place. We can't lead someone else if we don't even know how to lead ourselves and control our own impulses and desires. And so, yeah, it's just a good reminder that, um, yeah, then the Bible talks about, you know, before you try to take the the plank Mm. or the the speck out of someone Mm. else's eye, you have to take the plank out of your own. And so this is some of that same kind of thinking of we need to have control of ourselves mm-hmm. before we can lead or or help others in that area. Right. So, and so is there anything that's helped you? And I'll I'll answer this first too, so that way gives you some time to process it, maybe or maybe you have the answer. But is there anything that's helped you to have that self awareness, uh, so that way you're able to lead yourself, so then you can lead others. Yeah, I think something that's helped me is really thinking about my goals, mm. having having a filter for life of is this what I want to be doing? Is this the direction that I want to go? And mm-hmm. if not, what is? Mm. Right? Instead of just floating through life, it's kind of like digging in the feet and saying, no, I'm intentionally going to go here. Mm. I want it to align with my beliefs and my values and my goals. And so I'm going to make this decision and I'm going to decide and not just slide into the next thing that comes my way. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I think for me, what's really helped me to lead myself better is to be aware of my strengths. But here's the other thing, be able to admit that I have weaknesses and to when you point out a blind spot in my (laughs) life, not only to acknowledge it, but to actually thank you for it. And then do some really self-reflection and self-digging. I think one of the things that I've really worked on in my life is that self-reflection and then that self-digging. Mm-hmm. Uh, two questions is, is why? Why is this a blind spot in my life? Why did I respond what I, what I did? Or why is this a weakness? And then is there like a root thing that's attached to it? Um, is there a root issue? Is there a root sin issue? Is there... Is there something that it's actually something else, but it's manifesting itself Mm, here? So anger, right? Like if I had anger, you know, what's actually the root cause? The anger is actually the, what, how it's showing, but there's something going on internally. And so one of the things that has really helped me to lead myself is to have that self-reflection. And then the other thing that I think that's really helped me to lead myself is to welcome people into my journey. Mm. Uh, Having uh, mentors in my life, having coaches in my life in different areas, whether it is work, uh, personal, spiritual, relational with you and and with our family. Uh, And so inviting people into the journey and having others that I can turn to, talk with, that's really helped me then to learn how to lead myself in this area. So those are some of the things that uh, has helped me to lead to self-discipline and then help to to living on purpose uh, as well. Yeah. I think another thing that has helped me would be dealing with temptations. And so (laughs) it's a lot easier to be self-disciplined if I try to eliminate some of the things that I Mm. know get me off track. Mm -hmm. Like there was this silly game on my phone, Homescapes. (laughs) And I find myself... It's fun still. (laughs) (laughs) It can be fun, mindless time to relax. But um, it was like, oh, well, I've got five minutes here. And so instead of taking that time to be intentional mm. and and spend five minutes on something, it was like, oh, well, I'll just play the game for right. five minutes. Right. And I found that I was just 
so easily easily slid into that. Mm. But when I made the decision to actually be like, no, that is not where I want my time being eaten up yeah. and deleted the game, I was way more successful in achieving my goals of, you know what, I've got five minutes, I'm going to work on the book that I'm reading, I'm mm. going to, you know, prep for supper, whatever it was. But helping get rid of that, if I didn't have a lot of self-control in that area, I needed to eliminate the temptation because hmm. it was just comfortable and easy, right? right? It's just so easy to slide into that. Right, right. And so that was some of the self-discipline is the temptation piece. It's interesting in terms of what you're sharing about. So the home skates game, I've done, again, I love doing case studies on myself and I've done this case study on myself of how often am I standing in line at a Costco and I pull out my phone in my pocket. And then I'll flip to TSN, I'll flip to the news or whatever, or social media right. or something like that. And whether I'm with somebody or not. And so I was just like, okay, I'm going to do a case study. I'm not going to bring my phone into the store or I'm going to make sure I don't pull it out of my pocket. And then I'm going to take those times while I'm in line to pray for the people around me, to say hi to somebody if, if yeah. they're there, whether I know them or not. That can be tricky. Maybe people don't like that as much uh, in the line, but it's so interesting interesting of just being a face of just smiling and then saying hi to people and being intentional in those areas being present being present yeah <laughs> but it's interesting because then that's helped me when I'm in areas you know in a conversation with somebody I'm not attached to my phone and so like a text message I'll feel it go off in my pocket because I always have my phone on vibrate but I don't need to like flip to it or jump to it right away because I've practiced self-discipline in not responding to my phone or not grabbing my phone as a comfort or as a time kill or in that line, I'll pray. I'll take those moments to pray. Yeah. But really, this has taken not only self-discipline, but self-awareness yeah. of I, I want to, to go here, but I'm going to choose not to go here. And then I'm going to replace that time with something else. Because I think one of the things that where we can trip up is that we say, okay, I don't want to spend time on my phone as much. And so the temptation is, is being on my phone. And so then it's just like, I just won't go there. But then we don't replace it with something else. So then there's just kind of like this dead space in our life. And yeah. before we know it, we slide back into the old way because we didn't replace it with a new way. Yeah. And so I've been really intentional during that case study of my, that time of praying during that time of connecting with people around me. And that's actually then helped me to apply that in other areas of my life. Yeah, so good. I heard a really good quote once and it said, um, I can resist anything except temptation. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny, just the, the irony of it. Well, it, it is so true. And it, I, don't, I don't know if this is a, a temptation thing, but how often are we so living on purpose and, and having a goal or self-discipline in connecting with our kids? And so it's like, I have, I want to do this. And so late at night, one of our kids wants to come talk to us. But that's one of the times we're like, oh, we just want to watch TV. And it's, or, or our, our, you know, our daughter likes to watch shows with us. And so it's like, well, no, this is my time to watch a show. Or do we like, no, I'm going to, um, because one of our goals is to connect with our kids, this is an opportunity where I can shut it off and talk with them whatever time it is. Because it seems like with teenagers, uh, <laughs> they come alive at like nine o'clock. Like there's a whole nother level yes. that they come out and that's when they want to share their life and, and, and share what's going on. And 
And so, again, it takes that self-discipline to be like, no, you matter to me more than this show, more than me wanting to wind myself down and just sit and, and relax or whatever that would look like. You're important. And so, again, I don't know if that's a temptation thing, but it definitely has been a, a, a self-disciplined choice that we've made to say, I'm going to connect in this moment. Yeah, and I think it really boils down to what are my priorities, mm. right? And do we know what our priorities are? Right. Have we thought through what kind of person we want to be, what kind of family we want to have mm. as a parent, as a husband or a wife? Have, have we set priorities and then are we willing to diligently go after them Right. Every day, because that's another thing that really helps with the, the self-discipline mm-hmm. is that daily diligence mm-hmm. of creating it into a habit, mm-hmm. right? Because at first it's hard, right? Like it, it, yeah. it's it's new, it's challenging. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're usually giving up something that brings us comfort in right. some way or another. And so it takes that diligence to say, no, I'm going to push through the uncomfortable. I'm going to push through this until it becomes habitual. And mm-hmm. then it does get easier. Mm -hmm. but it it is work at Mm -hmm. first it it takes time and and intentionality Mm -hmm. but that practicing of the daily diligence really helps in having that self-discipline because it's that muscle right Right. it it helps strengthen that muscle of self-discipline when we consistently practice it right right and it's worth it you talk about like that it's work, but it has been worth it to spend that time to identify our goals, to identify those things, to say no to some comforts and say yes to other things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And within that too, often we're, we're creating new habits. We're creating new rituals. Creating new culture. In our families, we are we are creating a culture one yeah. way or another, either yeah. a really good culture that we want to be part of or a culture that we don't really like and it's just kind of happening and we're kind of watching it happen, but we're not being intentional. Mm-hmm. And so are we creating the kind of marriage relationship and home atmosphere that we are like, oh, I want to be there. I want to go there. When we've been away, I want to to re-engage with that. Or is it like, oh man, mm-hmm. I have to go back there. Like that's just the worst. And it's just, yeah. yeah. What kind of culture are we creating? And, and really, again, that starts with our habits, our rituals, our priorities, mm-hmm. um, all those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting when we talk about creating culture, this is definitely language in our family that we've really worked at introducing, cultivating, talking about like what kind of culture do we want. And I can remember when we first started as a family talking about trying to spend more family time. So it's trying to be more intentional. We were a family that, well, you know, we've always spent time together, but I would yeah. say we weren't as intentional as what we are now. Yeah. And so there may be listeners out there that will long for that, that long for those times where they could connect more as a family and they maybe currently aren't doing it. And so it's like, what does that look like? For us, what that looked like was inviting our kids to on a Sunday afternoon where we started to do family coffees. And whether we did that at home and just made some coffee at home or went to a coffee house, whatever it was, but we invited our kids. We didn't force them to come to any of this, but we also did made sure it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And it was something where like they looked forward to. And it was just like, I was not missing out on family coffee because it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It wasn't a, 
uh, just like, what are you doing and checking? It was, it was like, we were having fun. We were laughing. We were playing games. We were bringing in some snacks and like making it a party. So it's just like, we were creating a culture where our kids want it to be part of, not this like, oh, I got to go for coffee with my parents. Like, (laughs) let me endure this with them. And then I can come out with you, my friends. It was more like, no, 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 no. I'm not missing Sunday afternoon coffee because it's so much fun. That was some of the, the creating the culture. Yeah. And it took an investment, right? right? An investment of time and money Yeah, because it costs money to do things like that. But it, it's, it's an investment into creating that culture yeah, yeah, yeah. and the people that are part of it. Right. Now, we've been talking about creating culture. We've been talking about living on purpose as a family for a little bit. I, I mean, for some time now. Why, would, why is this important? Why does this matter? Uh, for us? For us, our family, we want to glorify God. We want to enjoy each other. We want to enjoy God. We want to enjoy the the work and the play that God has given us mm-hmm. in our lives. And we want to be a safe place as a family. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important to be self-disciplined because if we're not intentional, mm-hmm. those things don't happen right? Um, selfishness creeps in and pulls away the distractions of life, the worries of life, the responsibilities even of life can pull us away from those things that we really want to be true about our family. And so without that self-discipline to saying this is important and it's worth it Mm -hmm. to sacrifice this thing over here so that I can accomplish my goal, Mm It's it's worth it, mm-hmm. and so I think that that definitely would be why it's important to me. What about mm-hmm. you? Yeah, I think one of the reasons why practicing self discipline is important to me, and and why living on purpose, why creating culture was important, was those things that you just listed. Was we? I mean, we sat down as a family and said, "What do we want to? What is our goals? What are we chasing after as a family?" And so then we had to put in practices and, and self-discipline decisions to accomplish those things. And, and why that's important, why practicing the self-discipline is important is so we can accomplish the goals, right? It takes the goals from just something that we talk about to actually something we accomplish is what I shared at the very beginning. Because the self-discipline piece said, no, I'm going to say no here so I can say yes here. And one of those things that, and I'm sure lots of people have heard this before, but when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. And so when we're saying yes to really good things, uh, volunteering at church, like whatever, coaching sports, uh, getting our kids involved in sports, we are saying no to something else. And I'm not saying that any of those other things are bad. Like we should be volunteering at church. We, If we're able to put our kids in sport, there's so many life lessons that can come from that. If we're able to coach, coach. Like but but we have to realize that every yes, there's a no to something mm-hmm. else. So we need balance. Right. That's kind of what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the self-discipline helped to create balance in our life uh, and in our family. Yeah. I think another really important thing is some, for a lot of us, maybe we haven't done this well. Maybe we didn't grow up seeing that as a priority, mm. right? Life was all work and responsibilities and there wasn't that fun and play and that yeah. joy in yeah. relationship. Or maybe maybe we grew up in a home where it was all fun and play <laughs> yeah. and way. there was no responsibilities or structures or no self-discipline. Mm-hmm, right. And so then we're struggling to set goals or meet goals. Mm. And so 
I think a big thing too for us because we definitely struggled in our early years of marriage mm-hmm. and not that we've got it all figured out, but we're moving in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. I'm still a scorpion sometimes. We've, yeah. we've identified that. <laughs> but to, you know what, confess it. Say, you know what, Lord, this is what I'm struggling with. Hmm. Would you forgive me? Would you please give me strength and courage to face this head on Mm -hmm. and to do things differently? And then to forgive ourselves. If we need to ask other people for forgiveness, ask them for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. But then move forward. Right. Right. So often we get chained to our past Mm. and then we have to drag it around. And it's just so heavy and burdensome. But if we can actually just leave it, at the mm-hmm. foot of the cross yeah. and say, no, I'm forgiven. Yeah. I'm going to move forward right. and I'm going to do things differently. Right. That can just, I don't know, it just makes it a lot more manageable and achievable and it, it's encouraging, right? right? To be forgiven and actually allow that forgiveness to sink in mm-hmm. uh, can really help us. Yeah. And if we're struggling in that area, if like understand that forgiveness, actually, that was one thing of like, trying to understand and and walk in that freedom. And so one of the things that I struggled with, and so one of the things I did was I went and I found the verses that talk about forgiveness and I have them on a sheet of paper. And so when I'm struggling in that area, I can go and read through those verses and and remind myself that as far as the East is from the West, so far have I removed your your transgressions from you. What a promise that's written in, in scripture that I can be like, okay, right. I've asked for, for, for forgiveness. It's been granted to me and now it's been removed. Yeah. I don't need to carry that around anymore. Yeah. But you're right. I think we do carry that around and, and, or others have carried around. I know I have carried that around in my life and it wasn't until I fully understood that I really am forgiven and I can walk in that freedom and I may need to keep asking for forgiveness because I keep failing in certain areas or whatever that might look like. But while there is a lot of freedom when we understand that, and that really helps us with the self-discipline and moving forward and living on purpose yep. and walking with the Holy Spirit of like, what, what's the purpose? What am I, uh, I'm here to glorify you, God. And so how can I live as a living sacrifice for you? Mm-hmm. That's, I'm living on purpose. That, But that takes self-discipline, that dying to self daily that's such self-discipline is so needed to walk in that fullness anyways that's some of the thoughts that come into my mind yeah and something that just dawned on me is some of some of us are really good at the self-discipline we're good at the structure and the rules and Mm -hmm. you know that kind of thing but we almost need the self-discipline in giving ourselves permission to enjoy life because god talks about that a lot right enjoy all that god has given you enjoy your relationships enjoy the the work and the toil and the the good things that god has given you in life and so that takes self-discipline for some of us as well to, to, to say, like, no, I'm going to allow myself to have joy. Right. Because as Christ followers, we should have the most joy mm. and peace and celebration in life yeah. because of what God has done. Right. And so the self-discipline, it could look different depending yeah. on people's personalities and, and yeah. life experiences. Right. So is it like we need self-discipline from 
self-discipline i guess so maybe (laughs) maybe it's more self-discipline in in like the scheduling and learning to have fun but anyways it's just funny like so we need self-discipline from self-discipline but anyways it's quite (laughs) it's quite funny but uh, you know what those are a few of the thoughts that we had on living on purpose on self-discipline because we really believe well one of one of the reasons why we believe this is because we're trying to practice this this is something uh language in our family that we've really tried to bring in our marriage and in our parenting and living on purpose it really we have found really begins in that self-discipline identifying some goals identifying how living on purpose what that looks like for us as individuals what that looks like for us as a family in our marriage and then what is the self-discipline that's needed in all of these areas to chase after living on purpose yeah and it's been a lot of fun uh, like learning this and and, and practicing self-discipline it's actually been more freeing, I have found, than more restricting. Yes. Like, like it's actually brought more purpose. It's brought more intentionality. It's brought more joy. Well, and encouragement because it's like, hey, I'm doing the things I actually want to be doing and accomplishing. Right. Right? It's it's lining up our our behavior with our values and what we, what we believe. Right. So those are... Those are the things that that we have found, and it's actually been a fun byproduct because, yeah, maybe at the beginning I probably would have thought more self-discipline means less fun or more structure, and more structure means less fun, (laughs) but I've actually found it completely the opposite. More self-discipline and more structure has led to more fun and more joy, and like I said, and more encouragement because we're accomplishing the values and going after the things that we're going after, so... Those are some of the thoughts that we've had on self-discipline. Those are some of the thoughts that we had on living on purpose. But how about you? How about you as a listener? How does what we talked about today resonate with you? What does living on purpose look like to you? We just want to say again, thanks for joining us. And we will talk with you next week. Bye.